1: And welcome to the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting on CITR Radio from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of British Columbia. If you're listening to this on the podcast, this is episode 184. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander.
2: And I'm Zachary Adam Meisenheimer.
1: And it's the first time that we've had all three of us live in the studio. It's been a busy, busy weekend. I mean, Steve and me, we've been watching wrestling non-stop.
3: It's been... it's. I never remember it being this busy.
1: Oh, never. you guys. Zach's just shaking his head. It's like WrestleMania weekend. Okay, I know you haven't tuned in to listen to wrestling chat. You want to hear some football chat? Because it, it's been a busy football weekend as well.
3: And a successful one, for once.
1: Yeah, that's quite rare.
3: Yeah, for this year. Yeah. And for last year.
1: Vancouver Whitecaps got their first win of the season, they did it in some style as well, they've got four goals, their first home home goals of the year, and basically, I think up to about the 60 minute mark, I was starting to fear a little bit for Kyle Robinson's job, because like, it looked like it was going to be a, another, another bad day at the office, but they turned it around, they got a 4-2 win, we'll kick things off just with a, a slight recap about the game. General feelings of it. How did how how did you leave the game? I mean, were you were you overjoyed? Well, first off, why are you why why are you fearful for Carl Robinson's job? Because you have to look at the schedule coming up. Five of the next six games on the road. If they hadn't got their first win done and dusted, I think the pressure would really have been amped up on him. Especially if they don't overcome Tigres on Tuesday. I just think there is a growing section of the fan base that would have been calling for his head. Yeah, it-
3: but 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 to interrupt you, sorry, uh, if you know the FO, <laughs> they are not going to be listening <laughs> to the fan base. They're going to be looking at the bottom line, which means that if they do fire Robinson, they'll be paying a coach. on the, It's not going to do anything for them. Bingo. Yeah. And then on top of that, they bring somebody else in. Um, that they have to pay as well, and that's not going to happen. So Rob Robo is f- uh, basically good for the year.
1: I, I think I've just actually clicked for the first time that that's what Breck Shea was going on about. He was talking about the F.O. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you get suspended for talking about the F.O.? Well, get, I, we might get suspended from the show if, if we start talking about them. Um, but, yeah, 4-2 win over LA. I've got to be honest, I just I I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Yeah, no it,
2: it, it, it did come a little bit uh out of nowhere. You know, the that many goals. Uh I think there was a lot of things that went into the the positive performance and the positive results from from uh, last night's match. I think I I think there's a one I think the break uh I think really helped both in uh I think preparation for those who were in town. Some players went out of town and I think you saw Christian Bolaños and Kendall Watson go and have mostly positive experiences with their national team, and yeah. I think that helped. Well,
3: they connected on a goal. Which yeah. Which
2: is huge. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that more later. Yeah. But uh, And then you have, I think this uh, this transfer, this trade of Kakuta Mane, I think has been a, a really positive thing. I know we'll probably talk about it more later, but I think it, one of the things that it's done is, I, I think it's shown the players that um, no one's, no one is... Safe. Yeah. yeah. No no one's place is... is is written in stone, and they need to fight, and and, and, and so I think you saw that in a couple of different ways. One, I think you saw that with just in general. So you guys saw guys like uh, Christian Tchera really, that's, really, yeah, really, That's the one I was going to
3: mention. Yeah, Tuchera he really, was different to yesterday. He
2: really took his. He really, you know, s- took the the opening that he now has in in the, in the in the wide areas. He took it to heart. Took it seriously. He was had, at-
3: attacking the box.
2: Had a yeah. He had a he had a really great game overall. Besides scoring a goal, besides setting up a goal, whatever, um, and then you saw Matias Laba, um have a really positive match as well—a ma- match-winning performance, a match-winning brace—and and you got to think that part of that is the fact that he has more competition for his place in the team um, with uh, the arrival of Tony Channy, and also the working with Tony Channy. Um, I think was a was a huge was a huge thing for him. So I think I, I think there was a, a bit of a fire lit, lit under a number of the players in, in what's happened transpired in the last two weeks. And I think we saw that. Plus, let's be honest, LA was not LA was not really great.
1: Yeah, I mean,
3: well, the coach would definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and
1: we're going to hear a little bit from the from the coach later. I was I was going to talk about this after we talked about the game, but, but we'll talk about it now. Tony Chani coming in. As you said, it's kind of like giving the players a kick up the ass. It's it's kind of been the possibly what they've needed to to just show that none of their their places are safe. Kikuta Mani was literally one of the faces of the team. In that he D-face, was, used, I think, the yeah. face of the team. But Everybody knew him. His face was also plastered all over the city on yeah. billboards and transit and stuff like that. So he was one of the more well-known players. He was one of the more recognisable players. To the American journalists, he was, like, hyped beyond belief because yeah. he's American. Yeah. and It would be
3: 100% hyped if it was for Alfonso Davies.
1: Yeah. And a little bit overhyped. Yeah. Him going should send a message. And I asked Carl this yesterday in the press conference, and he, he kind of skirted around it. He didn't really answer it, which was similar to when Zach spoke to to Robbo uh, on, on Friday at training and, and was asking him, a couple of questions that he kind of just skirted around as well, but well, he he partially answered, I think. Yeah, I think the second time that, that you asked him, I can't even remember what the question was now. But was this all the question? It was I'm about
2: sure. w- the reasons. Uh, I asked him about well, I, well, I think you, you said ask this question, ask something like this. If it doesn't get asked about, was Kakuta moved on oh, in part because, because, of, because of his defensive de- def- deficiencies. deficiencies? Yeah, and so Carl basically said, well, his contract, blah 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 blah. Which, that, that's and a huge thing. It is a huge, it is a huge thing. So then I said to him, so I hear you saying that this is mostly about his contract. And then he went on and basically said, well, we have a lot of wingers. Yeah. So yeah. The, it's, it's a multifaceted thing. Contract's a part of it. Depth in the position is part of it. A need is a part of it. His defes- d- defensive deficiencies must be a part of it. I think the biggest one is, yes, is the contract and... Again, there are many sides to, the, to, the, to that diamond. There's many, many facets to that, to that that some maybe we can get into and, and some we probably can't.
3: But I think, I think you are right, Mike, that the, the, the big thing was the, 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 whether it was uh, intended to be an effect or not, it, the uh, effect on the pl- other players on the team, uh, like we said to Chera, um, uh, a couple other guys, it did, ha- it did look like it on the field they were attacking the ball, they were they were attacking the net, and they were playing with more purpose. And they weren't like, it wasn't um, a, kind of a walkthrough. Although they did yeah. have that really bad moments in that in the first half when they allowed the two goals.
1: I mean, when, when I'm thinking about the players that, that had to step up, the two that instantly sprang to mind were Laba and Christian Teixeira. And they got the message. They, they totally stepped up yesterday. Both were excellent. And Teixeira... If we talk about the goals, first of all, the, the first goal that Tashira got, he did really well. He had a chance earlier on, which w- was saved by that adventure that is Diop in the in the early goal. But then he showed good composure, good hustle. Diop came flying out of his box, and then he con- he did well to control it, made a little bit of room, got round the keeper, and slotted home nicely. Yep. And that's what we saw in twenty fifteen for him. That kind of eye for goal. When he had the ball, you thought he's he's going to put it away. Last season just didn't get that at all, and he really rose to the game. And that was it was a good move, great ball from Shannon Williams to set it up, and a lovely little finish.
3: Definitely, and even uh, besides that one, there was another time in the first half where he got the ball in the box, and I think he he kind of uh, dipped and dived around a couple of defenders, and he was able to get a shot off. I think it was blocked or stopped by Diop on that one, but. Um, he, he, Like I said, he was a great presence. Now, Laba, on the other hand, I'm going to disagree with you guys a little bit. I don't know if, Michael, you're on the same page with uh, Zach or not. I thought he had a great second part of the second half. Yeah. I don't think he was that effective in the first half at all. Um, I think he was playing this normal way. I think when Chani actually came on, that's what yeah. de- definitely made a change. I don't know what it was about him, whether he didn't trust Jacobson in the first half or not but in that second half whether he saw it, whether he saw a little bit of desperation um or something like that he that's that that after that 60 minute mark that's when laba was you know what you know what do you saw in the second half in the last 30 minutes that's when you saw it come apart.
2: The, the, right. the thing for matthias laba especially the the first his first goal our third and you could say as well in his second though i don't know michael it looked like those those drills they were running. In, they've been running in practice, yeah. where they've been ha- trying to have one of the holding midfielders come into the box, and they're looking for them on top with passes from in and around the touchline. It looked like seriously. Do you, do you remember that day of training, Michael? When we're like, yeah. we're like, is that Matias Lava shooting from yeah. the top of the box? We, yeah. we, I think and we, we were like, it is. Ago, and, yeah, yeah, and it, it, so it, it looks like some of their work and training is paying off. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that, Steve. I, I think that, I think that. Tony Chani's, uh, you know, um, being brought into the game did play a role in in, in Matias Laba's ability to get forward, and hopefully that's a good thing for us going forward, right? Hopefully that's a good thing for the the side of the season.
3: speaking of Chani, I thought he was really good, uh, like, the way he was on the ball. Um, A lot of people were comparing him to Gershon Kofi. I thought he, obviously, the the age difference, there's an age difference there, but I thought he was more composed than what Gershon was usually. Gershon was solid on the ball, but he was always, like, it was a, a kind of it looked like it was going to be an adventure where where, where he, his body was going to go and the ball was going to go. Chani seemed very composed on the ball and it was very good.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things we talked about during the first half was, like, Matty Laba, I think it was during the first half, there was one break where he was just sauntering back. In fact, it was the start of the second half. He was just kind of sauntering back. And I tweeted out, oh, same old Laba, just showing no urgency to get back All because right. he had pushed forward. Yeah, And he did get forward. I mean, even for Freddie Montero's goal, he could have had a hat-trick because he was the guy that was right behind Montero when Montero, Montero hadn't yeah. put it away. And you're not expecting him to be up there.
3: Yeah,
1: We've got to talk about the, the two goals that let LA back into the game. Two goals in the space of four minutes from Romain Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Alessandrini or something like that. I hear he's very green. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he was so cool. He's like an iceberg. Yeah. Just with his finishes. Oh,
3: with his, yeah, definitely good. Good and, segue there. And
1: the rest of the night will be lettuce jokes from Michael. Yeah, yeah. lettuce and wrestling. The the finish that he had. I mean, well, he, the
3: first shot was just a power shot. That just he just powered it by Ostead off his number of body parts and off the post and everything. Um, the second one, definitely, you're right. That that finish was fantastic. Um, he he was able to uh buy his time. I I, remember I saw the replay on the goal. I saw the replay on the goal and, and he basically bought his time at the top of the box, um, allowed the defenders to kind of uh, dip in there and then he hit his stride into into the top of the area and that's when uh, Bo Tang, um found him at the top of the box. So I think that was very effective.
1: I mean, the the, the second goal that LA got, I mean, the first one obviously was a bit fortunate. It just kind of bounced off David Ousted's nut and it had crossed the line. He did his best to try and like, get it back and claw it back but I mean it wasn't going to happen but then the move for that second goal was really good and it was a really cool finish and he looks like he is going to be a, a really key player for LA and we're going to talk a, a little bit about LA in the second part as well as some other stuff in MLS but when they went 2-1 up you thought oh no this is it it's it's the same old same story old, same old story, yeah. but then Caps knuckled down a little bit towards the end of the first half had a great chance when... Thanks to Diop again. Yeah. Well, no, before that, when oh. Eric Hurtado and Christian Tisheer were piling <laughs> forward, and Eric Hurtado, Mr. Confidence, thought, you know, <laughs> I, I can't it. score from three feet out. Easy. I'm going to try and score from just over the halfway line. Uh, uh,
3: okay. And uh, was open. Teixeira was open yeah, on the other end. The pass, pass
4: okay, was Okay, the, of course. Yes,
2: Christian was open for a pass. I'll give you that. But Diop was off his line, and I can't... F- I can't f- I can fault Eric for not making the pass, but I can't fault him for, for trying. Like, I, I can fault him for trying when there was
3: a pass on. <laughs> but the one thing I will defend Eric, Eric on, is Zach might be right – Maybe he thought Diop was so uh, out of his yeah. mind that he saw Chichera all, all open on the top, and he might he thought maybe Diop might go for Chichera, so Hi, he might yeah. try to catch him out of the net. I mean, well,
1: I, to be y- honest, anything was possible with Diop. Yeah, yeah, because I mean,
2: if you look at the second chance where we had an like Diop was outside the box yeah. and we had an open net, and we tried <laughs> so, to pass, end we end tried, yeah, in the first, half. Yeah. The first, yeah, the first yeah. half, and we tried to pass it around, it didn't come off either. Yeah, and I, you, you probably would have loved to have seen Alfonso chip from distance then, right? Right? So yeah, we, we we had it both ways in that in that in the half, and the, edge one, of the box, yeah, and they okay. from the halfway
1: True. line. I mean, how many how many times does that come off? I've seen Chabi Alonso do it a number of times. So do you, do you feel Eric compares with Alonso?
2: <laughs> no, because there he's one's a the, the midfielder, well, one's a no, striker.
3: You should <laughs> started us up there. No was the right answer <laughs> oh, Three, I,
1: Anyways, the second half, yeah, second half, LA pushed initially. Yeah, they the, their coach, which we'll hear later, was. He felt that they should have had the game killed off by that point, but they didn't. Yeah,
3: But, but we, the, the second half started with Montero. Oh, yeah, Montero Manter- well, yeah. came Which on at I the half. I think made a difference already a little bit in the start the half.
1: Eric is injured. He has a foot contusion. He left the locker room yesterday on crutches. And I heard he had a boot. I didn't see the boot because I was talking to Sam Adikugby at the time I, as he kind of hobbled past. The last and, I
2: saw of him is he was being carted from the dressing room to the exit of BC Place in, a, in their little cart. golf cart John yeah. Deere thing.
1: It was a boot. Matteo came on, immediately added a bit of spark, and it, it raised a question, I asked Robbo this, if he was good enough to come on and play 45 minutes, why wasn't he starting? And you're, you've got two ways of looking at it. Mark Weber, I was talking to him about it, and he said... Who was also hobbled. He was also hobbled on <laughs> crutches, actually, so... What happened to Weebs? Oh, he's had an operation on his, his foot, so... He's going to be out of action for a, a few weeks. Oh Weeb's, which well, kind of out of action anyway, but it's like he's going to be even more out of action for, for a <laughs> few weeks. Weeb's has all the action he can handle. But it's okay. He, he had a personal coffee carrier yesterday, which was myself. I had to like carry his coffee to his desk. And for no him tip and either. And, that was no. He, he <laughs> how, said, did he get there before the
2: elevator broke or after? Uh, before. Oh, oh no, before. no! Sorry,
3: he got there during the elevator breakage because I heard him. Because uh, I
1: let him know that the elevator's broken, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to use an other elevator. <laughs> but. Yeah, Montero came on, changed it up a little bit, but were thought, and Robbo kind of indicated about this after the game as well, that the plan was that Eric would tire the LA defence out. A little bit far-fetched, I kind of feel, but I guess you do have the pace of Davies, you have got the pace of Arturo to do that. But for me, if Montero is fit to play 45 minutes, you start him, you get your goal, then you park the bus and try and play the game to, to... Cover your lead and just see the game out. Yeah. Not then have to chase the game, which we did successfully. Yes, but that could have really backfired drastically for them.
2: I, I I I I can't disagree with you when you earlier said that when LA went two and up, it just felt like here we go again. It was it was uh, it was a little bit like the wind was sucked out of the the stadium, uh, and it was yeah just you got it that, went very quiet. You got this very. Uncomfortable feeling in your stomach of yeah. oh,
1: this can't be happening. But then, I Montero mean, came on. Chani came on in the sixty-fourth minute. Three minutes later, after this great masterstroke, tactical genius, uh, as Robo said afterwards, of bringing him on, the Caps were in the lead, three-two. Two goals yeah. within a minute, just over a minute. well, t- yeah. yeah, only
3: because the celebration. If you thought, if you don't count the celebration, it's to, oh, yeah. within seconds. It was. Um, the first goal, Alfonso Davies with a great uh, uh, cross into the box. Chera gets it. He does his little in and out, uh, gets a shot on goal. Diop, as you would expect, spills it right to Montero. F- great finish by him.
1: I think we've finally got that clinical striker yeah. that we've been looking for. If we, we know Montero can offer that, but I mean, this is the kind of chance that for the past two seasons has fallen to players in the box and they've not been able to convert it. Montero's not on the pitch long still not fully match fit he gets one of those chances and he puts it away even if he just gets a few of those a season it's more than we've had from from our strikers in similar situations in the the past couple of the seasons thing, the
3: thing is it's not that it's all like you said he can finish it but if you look at the goal itself he he like he sets himself up in the right spot just like alongside or just behind this, uh, the the center back, it was uh, Vandelli at this point. And as soon as the ball got shot in, he made uh, the no like a run to the where the rebound he thought would be because he saw Diop like pushing it this way. He went right to that spot. He caught it, controlled it, and slotted it in. It was a fantastic finish.
1: Then, then it was kind of like the Matty Laba show.
3: Yeah, he started and ended the second. The yeah, third I mean,
1: that, that third goal was fantastic. He dispossessed the LA player, set it up, still went forward, and sweet finish from the edge of the box. A great strike. We know that that Laba has that in his locker. We've Took seen his him. time. Yeah, and that, that was a thing that you said was a bit different. He had, Well, he had tons of time. He had no one around him, yeah. for starters. I don't know where the marking was for that goal, but he it was a sweet finish. And we've seen him strike long-range shots before. The but goal that, in Portland. Was, yeah. yeah. I mean... He, he can do that. So that gave the caps a three two lead, and then after that, they were ne- never really troubled at all.
3: And they got, but they got, the, and they got the insurance goal level with the second one.
1: Yeah, off from, a header from his head. Yeah. And I asked him afterwards how many headed goals he'd scored, and that was his first ever headed goal Numero in his whole uno. career. And there was a nice quote from Fray Montero afterwards as well, where he he basically said that he spoke to Marty Laba afterwards in the locker room, and he said, "You've got four MLS goals." I'm in the highlights of two of them, and he he seemed really genuinely happy for for Matty. And I, I know Zach, you've maybe been slow to warm to to Freddie just because he's from Seattle, but he, I thought was from he's, Columbia, he's from, from Colombia.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seattle's in Colombia. it? know they sing up something about Colombia. They always he, a chance do it, Yeah, but I mean, it, I thought that was a really nice touch. He was genuinely happy for his his. Fellow South American, yeah,
2: yeah. I think there is good rapport uh, amongst uh, our, uh, our, our our. I think there is good there is good harmony in the locker room. Uh, I think even in the midst of uh, maybe the not the great start to the league campaign, I think there is good harmony amongst, uh, especially uh, not only but uh, those Spanish speakers in the dressing room. I think uh, really get along really, yeah, really well. I, I, they're it, really supportive of one another and helping them yeah,
1: integrate. It's, it's very different to kind of the vibe that that he got last year from the Spanish speakers, which, I mean, a lot of them are still there, but it just it feels a lot more inclusive. And Tony Chani said that when he'd arrived, he he said he was a little bit nervous of arriving, but it was very welcoming, and he felt included right away in the group. And Brick Shea as well spoke that this was a kind of locker room which to him was second only to the Dallas team of, I think it was 2011, he said, which was a fantastic locker room experience. So hopefully that's going to help as well. Um, last little th- bit to talk about, Laba, do you feel that with Chani coming, I mean Robbo said afterwards that the plan was if Chani's going forward, Laba fills the holes. If Laba's going forward, Chani fills the holes. And we've never had two players that can really go forward before. Maybe we didn't know that Matty Laba had this and we've been critical of him. I've said I'd be happy if he was traded. But if Laba keeps playing like this, unlocked by Chani, happy to have him around for a long, long time. But can he keep it going? And are we going to see the best of Laba now because he has got a guy like Chani beside him?
2: Yeah, I mean that's the hope, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of factors into the to the game yesterday. But yeah, you hope this was a is a is a foreshadowing of what we have to look forward to with the two of them uh, building a partnership together, and uh, it's exciting. Uh, I think I, I talked I, I talked to Maddie after uh, no before on Friday. I talked to Maddie and just about. You know, you know, ask them because I've heard him tell other people this that he missed, that he missed Gershon Kofi, uh, missed having him next to him, and uh and you know now he has a player that's similar to Gersh to play next to him, and it, it looked like it came off very very well in the game, and very very, I'm very excited at the at the prospect of it because I do think the one thing is I think they. If if Matty keeps playing like he did, they both can get forward, and that's the thing that yeah. would be would be amazing. And that would be that would be uh, you know we talked in, the, in, in previous shows about the concerns some will have, like for example LWO four on Twitter, J- John John Humphreys about the double shield, right? And if because if your double shield is just a double shield, then uh, I forget who said it. Then you, you have put, no sword. You have no sword, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, yesterday we had it looked like uh, at least one sword.
1: Yeah, and I'm. I thought we would have a a song of the week, different from our wavelength section. Um, So I kind of, I find this when I was looking through stuff today, I don't even know, I I remember I downloaded it from YouTube, I don't even know who it's by, but we'll just play a a quick 20 seconds of this. This is a a tribute to Matthias Laba.
0: (laughs) That
1: was a, a little bit different. So that, that's our Marty Lava song. Sir, why is, why is that
2: a. I don't understand. Why is that a they say matter- s- lava, lava, lava Lava? They're going Lava 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 Lava.
1: Lava lava, yeah. lava Lava Lava. Oh,
2: yeah. Some people were doing that in our section yesterday to right. some of our songs. it's
1: It's some. Um, Bollywood songs. Yeah. Steve I know, I don't doctor. know.
3: It's. Uh, I think it's South Indian, which I wouldn't recognize. There's a lot of dialects in India. It's not from the Five Rivers? No, not from the Five Rivers. Okay. It's not
1: from Surrey? No. Oh, okay. Um, so we mentioned Eric Hurtado, and sadly Eric looks like he could be out for a, for a little bit. We don't know how serious. I mean, a foot contusion is basically a really bad bruise. Um, But if he was not a walking boot, it sounds like it hopefully's, could be a little bit more than that. Hopefully, it's precautionary. Yeah, Ho- yeah. Hopefully, precautionary. Hopefully, not as bad as when you Reyna. see a player. Yeah, when you see a player on on crutches, you you fear the worst.
3: Yeah, um, and uh, but obviously, if if Labo, I mean, if Hurtado is gone for a while, um, they do have some uh, money now that they can use to bring in somebody else uh, that that came as part of that money trade.
1: Yeah, and Robo well, Bobby Leonarduzzi, first of all, <laughs> had revealed that. He is planning on spending the money on, on a striker, which Robo seemed a little bit surprised that everyone knew that when he spoke to the media on Friday. Yeah. No, he was, he, I don't he, think he, he was the, super I, impressed that I, Bobby had said that.
3: I, I listened to the, it was, it was right on the radio when, like, basically uh, uh, the 1040, it was on 1040, and they announced it. They brought Lannarduzzi right on. They didn't even announce the trade. Doozy actually announced the trade on the radio. So it wasn't even like a, a breaking news, and the the sports guy announced it. It was letter news. United. Yeah, I quite like that. Actually, it, 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 made
1: and, the, it makes the, the club feel important. You're going on the radio to review a live they, they like trade. That. Yeah,
3: and and, and so the, um, the, uh, the the he very clearly mentioned that we're going to we're probably use that money to bring in another striker to score goals.
1: And we've also got Kyle Gregg on the bench as well, and hopefully oh, Kyle makes some I want that guy to catch fire so bad. Yeah, I just want to sing that song. Yeah, it's an amazing But okay, so the, we're going to miss
2: Eric Hurtado. Eric Hurtado has, I think, made some good contributions. We don't know if specific. we're going to miss him. Nothing's
3: been announced about the comment. So no, he's... If,
1: he's gonna, that is also his nickname, I believe. Eric the Miss Hurtado. <laughs> Seriously, he's, he's, he's made some contributions. One. one of the reasons he
2: started yesterday, which I don't think, maybe, I don't think you said earlier, was so that I know they had a time off, but so that uh our our one year loney striker is ready to play on Wednesday. Yes. Montero.
1: But I, I did ask Robo if that was a reason why and he, he still didn't totally commit to that. But Zach, you had a chance to, to speak to, to Eric at training on Friday. And we're gonna play that for you now. And then after that we'll have a couple of adverts and PSAs because we've kinda overrun as to remember meant to play that. We talk a little bit too much here. Um, it's the great thing about having no one on after us, we can just talk and talk and talk and watch the, the viewers, well listeners, thankfully it's not viewers because I'd have to put pants on, but just just talk, I'll shut up now. So anyway, you spoke to Eric Cartado at training on Friday, um, just about his start to the season, so this is obviously pre-injury, um, and also just about his his bestie, Kikuta Mani, moving on from the team, how that made him feel. And it was, it was a really good chat, it was a, a bit of a heartfelt chat as well, so it was Zach and our good friend Harjit Jahal speaking to him, so we'll just play that for you now. So here is Eric Hurtado.
5: Son leaving the team, obviously, you guys are drafted together, mm-hmm. one of your close friends on the team. Yeah, yeah, me and Kakuta have been here since we got here. Uh, you know, it's a new challenge for him, uh, a new face, or, yeah, a new challenge for him. I'm um, excited for him, and, yeah.
0: What are some of the fond memories
1: you've had with Kukuda?
5: Uh You know, just hanging out, playing FIFA, watching movies, uh, going around downtown, walking, getting to know the city, going around the seawall, going to the beach, you know, just everything in Vancouver.
0: Have you talked to him, gotten a sense of how he's taking the last 24 hours?
5: Yeah, um, he's taking it okay. He's excited to get to Columbus and uh, start a new challenge, start a new chapter in his life, and, you know, I wish wish him the best.
0: What does the trade say about the team and how they're doing right now? Is it maybe
3: a bit of desperation or a move to get the team going?
5: Uh, I can't make a call on that. I don't think it's desperation, but, you know, um, it is what it is, and that's just that's how, how sports are sometimes. And you played against uh, Tony Jenny. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on him in
0: the team
5: and how he can fit in? Uh, he's a strong player, solid, athletic, box to box midfielder, um, and just looking forward to getting to know him as a player and as a person and training with him. Hopefully, he oh, can help our team
1: like
2: out too. <laughs> so, they do the farewell video for him, and of course, they have to include a clip of. Of the, of the shower scene?
5: Oh, that uh, Did you ever get tired of seeing that? No, I mean, because it was with Kakuta. It was all good, you know? Anything that happens with Kakuta, everything's cool, you know? I mean, no hard feelings about that. Uh, it, it was really sad seeing that video. I'm not going to lie. I teared up a little bit. Uh, he's like my brother, my best friend here, and, you know. But, you know, it's a new chapter in his life, and I wish him the best. And then, a more serious question. I think for sometimes for fans, supporters...
2: Um, people in the city, uh, it's hard not to. It's hard not to view this in uh, a very uh, disengaged way. Yeah, it's like you're playing FIFA, you're playing Football Manager, you, you make a move, you bring a new person in, you move someone out, whatever. It's it's not it's not it's not real, right? Like for for you. Mm-hmm. You're missing a friend. You're missing a relationship. Not just you, but the, the yeah. your, your players on team. Yeah. How do you like? How do you process that? How do you? How do you get over? It? I mean, you've, you've dealt yeah. with
5: some other guys leaving in the past. Yeah. How do you? How does that? What does that look like for you on the on the inside? Um, you know, it, it happened with a few players already so far, like you said. And you know, I just just got it with Kukuda, It fully hasn't processed yet. You know, it started hitting me today when he wasn't at training, when we weren't laughing, making jokes in between different drills, um, not seeing him in the locker room because he sits next to me. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a new challenge and I, we're going to keep in touch. Just got to, you know, FaceTime every now and then, call each other every now and then, you know, uh, but I'll keep tabs on him and he'll keep tabs on me. Hopefully we can visit each other in the last season. Um,
2: and then more importantly about you, uh, the season started, you're battling for a place in the side, San Jose away. Mm-hmm. Game starts well,
6: yeah.
2: Really nice finish. How does it feel to, to score early? Uh, you know, get get the, kind of that ball rolling and uh, c- contribute in that way. Both the goal and actually the amazing yeah. assist because I thought your assist was a quality. The turn, the pass. Uh, how did that feel? How, you know, where are you at, kind of, and just feeling about the, the, especially the league season.
5: Yeah, um, you know, getting getting that goal felt good. I forgot how good it felt to score a goal. You know, and it's it's the best feeling in the world for me. Um, and able to help to get an assist for another teammate to score was, was good too, you know. Um, and it's exciting to be back in the league and playing soccer because that's what I love to do, you know. And I'm just looking forward to the rest of the season and, like I said, helping the team as much as I can. Yeah. And then now, so as you fight, you got to fight. You always, it doesn't matter. Your whole yeah. time here, your time in
2: Norway, you're always fighting for minutes. You're yeah. fighting for, for your place in, in the side. How do you focus on that or how do you... What do you do, whether it's in training or the mental side, off the field? What, what, what goes into that for you?
5: For me, personally, I just, I just go in every day and do what I can and just be the best Eric that I can be. Um, and the outcome will be the outcome. All I can do is control what I can do. you know. Um, and I feel like if I put 100% in, then things will pan out for me and the team.
1: So just before the the break, there we heard from Eric Cartadio, and I mean some good some good questions from Zach there because it is something I think that people just don't fully appreciate. I mean, it, it's easy when you're behind a keyboard. I maybe mean, we have slagged Eric Cartadio off maybe a, a couple of times.
3: Oh, a couple of times, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> just a, just a couple. Um, but you you don't really think of the fact that they that they're human beings.
3: No, it it. it, it. It kind of when you're it's tough with sports you always especially nowadays with money so involved and everything you're always thinking these players as assets because everybody talks about contracts mm. and all that stuff right so yeah. no, that's what people think of. they're thinking assets and who can we trade for who and who, uh, nobody thinks of like the relationships that these players actually have with other players and have with the community
2: I don't want to get into this now, but this is one of the things that I think is wrong with how we view. Football, how we view sport. Period. But it's it's, everywhere, it's a bigger huh? Conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's even it, if
3: you think of it, it's even in in regular w- world like where but companies com- and everything have their own employees and they think they have assets and everything. Yeah, totally.
2: But the way we the way the way we now talk about football or or specifically or sport in general is uh, I don't know. It's disturbing to me. It's
1: it's all it's all business. It's which, all because of the money. It's because of the money. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it, it's going to be hard for for a player like Eric. To have been here with Kakuta all that time and then he is your best friend and he talked about all the things that they've done in the city together and then they, they basically, one of them moves on and Kakuta did tweet out on Friday, he he flew to Columbus um, on Friday night, he he was with the Whitecaps at training first thing in the morning just to say goodbye to all, all the players and then went to the airport and he did tweet out something along the lines of, stop making me cry Eric. Yeah. So it must have been an emotional goodbye at the airport.
3: For sure. Now, g- getting back to the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the last thing I was going to mention about okay, the game. Sorry. Well, what, what were you going to mention? Well,
3: I was going to ask you the, about the game itself. Um, you know, they obviously won against LA. Um, is that like, is that going to be the starting the, of the season? Like, give them a good kickstart, or is this? You know, they they have like five of six games on the road coming up. Is this going to be? Just a little blip, and then all of a sudden the road games again bear down on them, or is this like a good positive thing going forward? What do you guys think
2: Well, I mean the midweek here we have a, we have a massive cup game coming up, and so it's hard to in some ways it's hard to separate the two in some ways it's hard to not separate <laughs> to not to not separate them and so uh, hopefully, yeah, you hope this uh, sets them on a, on a run of of good form. Uh, Tigers in the cup at home. Cascadia Cup match uh, – or, sorry, RSL away, then Cascadia Cup match at home, Cascadia Cup match away in Portland. And then, yeah, we don't play at home till like, May 20th or something, some awesome MLS scheduling. Uh, but, yeah, no, you, obviously you hope this is this is not just a uh, a blip in, into good form and we're going to dip back into bad form. We, everyone, I think, is hoping that this is just a sign of things to come.
1: It, it's hard to say. I think the really good thing – about it is that our next MLS game is against a a ranked rotten team. I mean Real Salt Lake are, are having a terrible time of it this season and to be facing them next I think is good building on the momentum off the LA win. There's likely to be player changes I would expect next Saturday there's going to be players rested because they're going to be playing on Wednesday night against Tigres. But that's a game for the winning. Then you've got Seattle coming to BC Place then you've got that really tough road stretch where you're going to Portland, you're going to Montreal, and you look at the fixtures, I think Houston and Colorado's in there as well, and you don't see a lot of points on the horizon, but if they do play the way they played in the second half, off the second half on Saturday, definitely a lot of points, possibly draws, possibly wins. Yeah, I'm a a little bit anxious about
2: Salt Lake away in that you got to think that whoever plays on Wednesday is mostly most likely not going to play on Saturday in Salt Lake and Salt Lake as poor as their form has been to begin the season they've had I think one game under their new coach and it was an awful away away loss to Minnesota yeah some people thought no no, no one loses to Minnesota yeah some people were saying there's no way Minnesota is going to win a game Respect to, to Marius, I'm happy he, he, he got his first win. But you got to think that coming back to uh, the riot into stadium, that um, that Mike Pecky's again in, for them going to you know light a fire under them that they're going to be coming out m- massively for that game.
1: Well, I mean the the pressure definitely on them. And interestingly, with that win that Minnesota had, the Whitecaps headed into the game on Saturday night, bottom of the Western Conference. So that, if they had lost on Saturday, that goes back to what I was saying about the pressure on Robbo. Things like that just compound it. But it, that didn't happen, so there's no point looking at that. But yeah, I mean, I I hope this is a turning point. I hope this is a kickstart to the season. He wants to make this other addition. A couple of folk asking on Twitter who we think that uh, that addition could be. Haven't heard any names I'm hoping it's going to be an out-and-out striker that's maybe going to let Montero kind of play the backup striker, which he's kind of done in a lot of his career. Robbie Keane is still available. Just going to throw that out He there. hasn't signed yet? No, not that. I've I have checked Wikipedia today and it didn't mention anything. I, I thought he was about to sign for one of the Qatari clubs, but no.
3: My, my only problem with Robbie Keane would be that he is similar to Freddie Montero. And um, that he scores goals yeah I scores mean, that's, goals. That's, that's a terri- no, terrible about, thing I'm at talking that. about similar maybe it, maybe it is a good thing because uh, they won't lose anything if one is in and the other one isn't
1: but plus Keane's not probably going to be able to, to go every game especially the home games on turf maybe keep him for the road yeah but get, can we afford Robbie Keane we've got gam spam Damn. jam tam Damn. wham bam no, you
2: know what I mean I don't yeah. I, I well, don't it depends know depends
1: on what he wants to right
2: yeah well, it depends on does is he gonna have? Because I mean, if Rob, if Robbie Keane comes here, he is uh, on record on how he feels about uh, our playing our playing surface. But if he comes here and plays for us, I wonder if he'll have built in to his contract that he doesn't get fined for all of his uh, outbursts about the field.
1: As long as he, he uses expletives in it, which I I'm always a fan of in interviews, and we, we got some of that yesterday from the LA guys, which which we'll come to in a sec. So yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be a kickstart, we don't know. The, the last thing I wanted to mention about yesterday's game, though, is we have to talk about the officials and some of the non-calls. And in particular, Jelly Jelly Van Damme, that tackle on Alfonso Davies in the first half, just after the Caps took the lead, clear penalty.
3: Well, even today, the uh, on Twitter they were saying that the uh, the MLS Pro referees are saying it's not wasn't a penalty. I think it was Ben, <laughs> ben Jada that uh, that tweeted that out from them. Yeah, uh, so oh my I'm goodness. I'm wondering what what are they looking at? What are they calling a penalty nowadays? And what are they int-
2: I, I, I did 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 not have anyone longing for the VAR at the that's coming in the second <laughs> half of the season? The video, yeah. system replay like. There's no way that would not have been looked at.
3: Well, it wouldn't have been looked at. But the thing is, is uh, um, if, if it's somebody from MLS Pro c- controlling that, it's going to be one of the, their officials being c- in control of that, that system. If they're already saying it's not a penalty, that wouldn't have been overturned yeah, that Yeah, I mean,
2: so it
1: wouldn't really have mattered. Cause well, they,
2: that's, that's just asinine. Well, yeah.
1: that's it, it, the it, way it is. It did feel yesterday, though, that the Whitecaps are never going to get a penalty. Jordan Hardy, Harvey was brought down. That was less of a penalty than the... The one on Alfonso, but then Kendall went down in the second half, and
3: he was, he was like he went down easy, but he did get contact as well. The,
1: the, the
2: Alfonso one, I, I that was clear. I, it was in front was of us. Clear. I ca- I caught it live, and it was just it was unbelievable. Yeah. It, it was it was a stone cold penalty i don't know how anyone can like, come out what was there any further explanation beyond no how it wasn't no, a penalty no they just said it wasn't
1: no, a, he just I, said it wasn't a penalty that's what he said uh, oh, you, you can ask the referee after the game but i don't think they have a, re- a referee pool reporter in place this year because no one really wanted to do it um how i was doing it last season but it, if you do that you basically can't do anything else yeah, you yeah. have to hand-write your two questions. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Then you give it to the referee. And it could what, take an, what an, hour, an, antiquated, yeah. an hour from the... What business. an antiquated yeah. system. Give he, me he a break. He writes his answer back. Yeah, And then yeah. if he's not sure about what you're meaning by the question, he writes, what do you mean by that? And that then you have to rewrite it. I,
2: I know it was a big deal on social media and whatever, but, like, obviously it's not as big a deal because we won the game. Obviously, if we lost that game, it would have been, you know, I think they would have found some way to get someone to, 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 to ask the question. But it... it, it that that was a penalty, and you can't have mistakes by that like that being made by no. quote quote unquote the the top official in the entire league, it, the one guy they brought in from outside.
3: And even even if the referee if he didn't have a good angle, the, yeah, the referee's spin, assistant, yeah. The no,
2: that guy, that right guy, there. that guy was like pretty top drawer and competent uh, yesterday. I felt.
1: Yeah, but anyway, it didn't didn't affect the result. It was a win for the White Caps. La the. They looked a different beast from the LA teams that we've seen before. I'm not just meaning because they didn't have maybe all the big star names and the like. No Robbie Keane and uh, no Steven Gerrard and all, all the other guys that that's come through. That that David somebody or other that, that that they had for a few years as well. That that seemed quite popular. Victoria's husband. Yeah, Victoria's Golden Balls. Yeah, Victoria's Secret, and <laughs> well, he likes his underwear. The it was a. It just I felt a different LA team. It was a lot more workman like I felt than than what we'd seen in, in the, the years past, and it's a younger side. They've got yeah. a lot of LA Galaxy two players that's come up as well They're, as their head coach. Yeah, part of
3: their residency and everything
1: like that. Yeah,
2: I, yeah. I felt their Schalke reject in, in midfield didn't didn't have a bad game. I, I think he. I think he.
3: For those
1: people who don't follow? That's uh, that's game? Jermaine Jones. Okay, I was trying to work out who <laughs> yeah. you were talking about as well.
2: He, um, no, I thought he had a like a respectable game for them, considering how oh, poor I, they were as,
3: as a whole. I think he was in, in, uh, really did a good job, in, especially on one of the goals. I think he was a big part of that one.
1: And was, the, they brought on Bradford Jameson the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as I tweeted out yesterday, if he was anywhere near as good as the first three, and the, the Caps were in trouble, yeah. mm. it turned out he wasn't. So they, they were actually oh, okay man. there.
2: But but. Um,
1: PG4. But
2: you got to look at that and you say, okay, Jermaine Jones is making what? And, and we have these two central midfielders who are making what, uh, what?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we
3: don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> based on last year's numbers, right? We'll find out. In
2: Jermaine Jones, we don't know, but based on last year's number, there's quite a difference there. And, yeah. and I thought Jones played well, but would you have traded that yesterday for what those other two or three guys did in the middle of the park for us?
1: Yeah, no. Um... I think it could be a, a, a tough year ahead for for LA. But they uh, always, let's, let's hope so. They, they always yeah. start slow, though. Yeah, they, they do. always start slow. Yeah, every but they, year. yeah, but, but they, this year they don't have Bruce. Arena. There's Arina. no
2: Bruce Arena. That to save might be the big yeah. thing.
1: And they, like in the past as well, and it's something I spoke to Bruce Arena about when I went down to cover one of their Western Conference Finals in Seattle. He, he was talking about how the veterans that they've got, they've been there, they've done that, and they've got it over the line.
2: Most of them are gone. Yeah, they a don't have that this
1: year, and. Looking at the back line yesterday, you've got Steris, you've got the. LA2 player. Yeah, LA2 player. The right back guy whose name i completely forgotten. Smith, I want to call him. Yeah, Nathan Smith. Nathan Smith, I was right. The Smith. LA2 player. Yeah, he's an LA2 player as well. And then.
3: Van uh, he He's good. I, Ca- I Cashley love... Cole. What's oh, it? Van Damme. Van Gelly? Van, Van Gelly,
1: I don't know. You think <laughs> you're thinking of Vangelis. Um, but, yeah, Jelly Van Damme. I loved his post game interview. Dropped a few F bombs. He apologized beforehand. So, I mean, that's always good when you apologize. Oh, beforehand. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He said, sorry for my language, and then came out with the language. So, well, are and- we going to play that now? Or? No, we don't have We that. don't have that because uh, that was for LA Galaxy TV. So it was they, on TV? LA Galaxy TV. Oh. I wonder if it's going to be like Arsenal TV and it's just going to have all the Galaxy fans. <laughs> that's, going Ar- crazy that's, on that's, it. that's Arsenal
2: fan TV. I think.
1: Yeah we should have white caps fan tv um, we're working on that we should get a little live camera going in here so folk can see us i'm standing now because my chair is so squeaky that, that was, I had that issue before Yeah, <laughs> so we we changed seats and cuz i thought i'm i'm lighter than steve it yeah. might not be so squeaky but no it turns nope. out yeah it turns squeaky. out i'm a fat bastard too so there we go um but yeah jelly was very honest and i i really liked the honesty of the la players after the game they basically said yeah we we were crap. Yeah. Well, the, coach, the coaches started yeah. off. Uh, Karen Alpha, Mr. Mr. Grumpy.
3: And the thing is, is he's as grumpy probably as Bruce Arena. Is that possible? But, but I think the, grumpier, but the demeanor, like uh, while, while he was grumpy, he was kind of level headed arena. Yeah. And
1: I had was, an arrogance about him as yeah, well. And yeah. he could, like he had the experience that you would let him off by being grumpy. Yeah. I, I spoke to an alpha last year when I was doing something for USL site. And, wasn't as grumpy, he wasn't like super happy either, but um, he didn't come across as that, so we're going to play some audio now from the LA guys, we're going to hear first from head coach Curtin Alfo. might have some swear words in there as well, Um, then we're going to hear from Jermaine Jones and then everyone's favourite Ashley Cole Steve got a chance to ask him about Alfonso Davies, and we'll talk a little bit more about Ashley Cole once we we come out of these. So let's hear now from the LA players.
7: You got some got some players back, but you didn't get the result that you wanted in the second half.
6: Yeah, I mean we we gave the game away. Uh, we were. Um, up, and from the forty fifth, 46th minute to the 65th minute, we were really good. We were controlling the game. We created two more chances. We should have put it away. The game should be 3-1 at that point. Instead, we just gift them a second goal, gives them life, and then just gift them a third goal. So we just gave the game away. Credit, obviously, Vancouver for uh, their will uh, to, to win the game. Um, but it's a game we gave away. Three points we just pissed away.
1: Uh, can you speak to what what seemed to be the issue in the second half? Was it Montero came coming on? I mean, it seemed to be. No, we just
6: gave. We just. I mean, we we, we gifted this the uh, second goal, and then we just gave them the third. Literally, just passed the ball to their player, and so it's simple as that. And good good teams are going to punish you when you when you uh, you know. Make errors like that. I don't want to comment on that. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not going to assess my player to the world.
8: Kurt was pretty adamant after pretty disappointing said that you guys gave the game away.
3: Do you, do you agree with that? Was it that clear cut to you?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, if you come back and you two one in front and you play away, you have to bring it home. So, in um, but well, we make too many mistakes. In um. Special. If you see uh, how the to uh, happen, it's too easy. So, and, um, we have to we have to discuss to, uh, when we come back to LA. And we have to step it up. And um, I don't say names, but I think we in, inside we, we have to talk clear that we understand um, what we have to make better.
6: What means to get what better? What needs to get better? Where do you feel like you guys are making too many mistakes?
0: If, if, um, this is easy to say if you see like how we or especially the front have to, to fight for for chances and we have to we have to play the chances out and, uh, and then you see the other teams they most of the time they kick only the ball in front and they run always a chance and in, in, in score goals it's, it's too easy and um, especially if you if you are like Galaxy and you see the, the squad what we have it cannot happen in the
3: past the galaxy have kind of started slow but then built up the season yeah. um, do you guys think, feel like you have the right mix of veterans and young guys to get kind of nip it in the butt this year and get you, not, know, you,
0: get bad? you know you we, know we're not going crazy right now with uh we, we know end of the day like this game today normally we have to bring it home we make mistakes we lose the game you know so we know what we what we have on quality and um we know especially in in this league it's it's I would say like it's, it, most of the time, it's the, the beginning of the season is not so important than uh, the end of the season to, to slide into the playoffs. So it's um, still not happy for us that, that we lose games where we want to win and we want to try to win every game. And, and especially when, when you go on a road and you score two goals and you lose it.
3: Um, Ashley, um, obviously a tough game, but uh, just want to get your thoughts on going up against the uh, young 16 year old Alphonse Davies. And what did you see of him um, on the pitch going up against him?
4: Yeah, I think he's young. I think he has a lot to learn, uh, but I think in this league he's gonna he's gonna be dangerous. He kind of never stops working, but I think that the way the team play uh, kind of helps him because they leave him out wide and, and everyone. Every, what I've heard, people kind of focus on him and, and the other guys kind of exploit that. But I think today he didn't he didn't do too much. So How did you
6: feel? Uh, you played. Uh, you came off. Uh you feel like that was a little bit early or and how did you
4: feel like you held up a- yeah, uh, I've been out for kind of two two weeks not playing and then I've had the two weeks uh, training so of course you always disappointed to come off but as I said I felt good in the game and uh, I'm looking forward to playing kind the of next game now because it's a tough place to come here but we thought we had the confidence in going 2-1 up uh, we thought we, we should have been good enough to, to see it out but it weren't to be, and now we have to look for uh, on fr- Friday. Do you feel
5: cool. like you guys just needed to look up for something? I mean, what happened in the second
4: huh? I think it was it was our mistakes. I think kind of, we're giving the ball away in, in sloppy areas, and so I think we need to play more. I think we have the technical players to play, uh, and we want people like Jao. It was not Jao's fault. It was I gave him a first uh, a bad pass. I think we have to just move a little bit more for each other, because technically I think we're very good, but said, you have to play with confidence, even when people's behind you, up your back, you have to have the confidence to play
1: So some of the thoughts there from the LA players, finishing there with Ashley Cole, now the Ashley Cole win was an interesting one because he, he doesn't talk much and he doesn't like talking to the media and the LA guy was like you're only like two questions essentially yeah so Steve got in really quick with this one there because it was something that we we were wanting to kind of find out what he thought about Alfonso Davies well, well the thing is
3: and what I did was and this happened uh kind of organically as well that uh we got a message uh from uh the organization because they wanted that quote as well to see what he thought about it. so when I talked to the LA guy I go I just want to talk to Ashley I just want to ask him about Alphonso Davies. And he goes, that's not a problem. Then he, when he came out, it was just two questions. I know you had another question, but yeah. then the the LA guy, uh, the guy came cover LA. He has he started asking his questions. So I couldn't get to it.
1: I I'd, I'd sent Steve to the locker room with the sole purpose of asking Ashley Cole what he thought about the the famous chant about him. I oh feel- Ashley Cole, is that anyway? You can find that on YouTube. So I, I'm assuming he was going to be a fan of it. Uh, yeah, i yeah. It's just an he assumption. Might, he might be. He might just like folks singing about him. I would love to have been there, and it's like you've, you've only got two questions for, for Ashley Cole and getting Ashley, what, what's your favourite jam, and just see <laughs> all the LA guys going, "What are you doing?"
2: Classic Michael, Um classic.
1: But one one of the AFTN team got into a little bit of a Twitter spat with Ashley Cole tonight. I'm surprised he responded. actually. <laughs> yeah. Chris Corrigan at Sailor C86, and. Throwaway tweet really from Chris. He had been watching the game and just tweeted out some thoughts on it. So, Chris tweeted out, and one last observation Alfonso Davies owned Ashley Cole, owned him, and copied in the, the Twitter handles for Alfonso and Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole then replied to that, going, Please don't embarrass yourself with statements like that. It's like, What? You, that's you, you like, rose to that bait and yeah. you. Ah, oh, crazy. But, yeah, I mean, Ashley Cole, he didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a good game. I thought Alfonso Davies did well. And Alfonso Davies, you, you heard Ashley Cole there saying that Davies basically didn't do anything during the game. But Davies had a uh, game leading four key passes. So if that's a player that didn't do anything, I don't know. I'll let you make your own decisions as to who was right between Chris and Ashley Cole. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff still to come. And we're going to kick things off now with our interview of the week. Sam Adekugbe, residency alumni, MLSer, on loan with Brighton and Hove Albion, the championship side that looks all set to be going to the Premiership at the end of this season. Unfortunately, he's back in Vancouver at the moment. Has an injury, a nagging injury. It's just one that that did, isn't going away. Did they specify where it is? Or yep, you'll hear that because okay. we, we talked to him about oh, that. Okay, spoilers. Yeah, Steve hasn't heard this yet. So I got a chance to to sit down with Sam after the game yesterday. It's in the locker room, so it's a little bit noisy, but it's it's a, a chat about why he's back in Vancouver this injury that he's got that just doesn't seem to be going away. He spoke a little bit about his, his time here, fighting for minutes with John Harvey, and also spoke a little bit about what life's like in Brighton, what life's like with a, a club that's fighting for promotion to, to the Premiership, and just where where he sees his future line. Which um, he doesn't answer directly, but you'll, you'll get a rough idea of, of what he's talking about. So this is the AFTN interview of the week, and this is Sam ada could be First thing to ask you, is it kind of mixed feelings being back? It's nice to be back and seeing all your friends, but the reason that you are back is kind of not the yeah, best reason, really, because you're injured. Yeah, I mean,
8: it's my friends, right? So you always obviously miss them, but at the same time, I'm a bit disappointed to be back just in the fact that I'm injured and I'm having to come back to get physio. But, I mean, Vancouver wants what's best for me and I want what's best for myself as well. And if it wasn't getting better there, I mean... I'm not blaming anyone but obviously I'm, I'm a white cap player first, so it's in their interest to see what's going on but I mean it'd be one thing if they just sent me back but it was under mutual yeah. decision so it was understanding and kind of what was best for me without both sides being kind of greedy in a sense so which I'm happy it was it was uh, done with no
1: discomfort and no problems how are you feeling? Because I've been following you since since you went there, and obviously you've had a couple of injuries. rubble kind of indicated it was kind of like a nagging injury that's not yeah, going away. Yeah,
8: I mean, I've had, it's been it's been a stop start because I would like to think that I've done well there, but at the same time I've been I've had injuries. I've been having like a hamstring problem. Um, it's hard to say it's 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 not serious because it isn't serious, but it has been a nag. And with the timeline, I can almost count it as a serious problem. But I don't look at it as that. Um, I don't have any muscle tear, so it just which is a good news. It's just like a, a nerve problem, which is obviously kind of a result of what my hamstring is going through. So when people hear hamstring, they think, oh, it keeps tearing it every time. It's not the case. I haven't torn it once. I've just been getting almost, it's called referred pain from my back into my hamstring. So it's just something
1: I needed to get sorted out and to do what's best for myself in the end. Your time in Brighton, it looks like you're, you're having a great time. You've been playing with under-23s, but you're playing in the League Cup. You made your, your debut in the Championship as well. How have you found your year there so far?
8: Um, it's, it's been good. It's been bad. But I think it's all a, a bigger picture kind of learning... How to deal with these situations. I was with the 23s. I made my debut, did all these kind of things, which was good. I wanted to be involved with the first team. I well, was what my ambition was, and I was able to get there. Um, I was the only one that's kind of made their debut from the 23s in the championship, so I'd, look, I'd take it as a positive. At the same time, I've, I've had troubles with the injuries, which is kind of as I get up there, I get kind of dropped back down. As I get up there, I come back down with the injuries. So it's been a bit annoying. I like to think if I was fitter. Or if I was fit, I would have been able to play five, ten more games based on, obviously the season, is, you never know what happens with injuries there, and there's been times where I have been injured, which has kind of been in, at the worst time, where that was my probably my chance to play, but I guess it's part and parcel of the game, and you're never going to know until you go through it, so it's difficult, because I've had injuries these last four years, and they're really frustrating, but it'd be one thing if there were things that i weren't doing correctly and as a result i'm getting injuries but if i look at my couple injuries i've had here in vancouver they've all been kind of like non-contact or they've all been something where i couldn't there's nothing i could have really done about it i'd be one thing if i was pulling muscles here and there and and i kept pulling them non-stop and that's when i'd be more worried but if i'm rolling my ankle or um, someone's tackling me and i'm hurting my knee then there's nothing i can do so it's disappointing because I'd like to think I would have made a bigger impact here at Whitecaps if I stayed fitter, and at the same time I'd yeah. like to think I would have made a bigger impact at Brighton if I stayed fitter, but it is what it is, I am disappointed but there's nothing I can do about it, I just kind of have to get over it and get on with it, and that's kind of what my mentality has been because the last four or five years well, since I've kind of become a professional my,
5: it's
8: been, I've gotten there, I've come back down, I've gone there, come back down, and it's a bit war- it's a bit worrying but when I look at when I've been up there, I've been able to kind of do my thing. I've been able to please the fans and make people happy. I mean, at the same time, I've been able to do that. I don't think I'd be at Brighton if it wasn't for what I've been able to do before. So I think there's upside and there's also a downside, but it's just a matter of almost getting over this hill and then just having a good curve from there. I'm not really worried as to what I can do as an ability because I know, I know what I can do and what I can't do. It's just a matter
1: of doing it repetitively. You were you were training with Brighton before. Mm-hmm. They obviously liked what they saw that that they brought mm-hmm. you over. How how did this move come about this time around? Um, I guess it was a series of things. I mean, I spoke with
8: Robo. Robo Robo knew Robo thought I was ready to play. Obviously, but at the same time, Jordan Harvey was playing very well. So I can't blame anyone. It was just a, a case of where I've got two very good players who are both playing per minutes, and it's difficult to split the time. And Robo thought at this um, time I can't hold you back anymore you know, yeah. I'm not trying to hold you back but he's also he's not going to take someone out that isn't playing that is playing well you know what I mean, so it wasn't a matter of me saying, oh Rob I want to get out of here I'm not playing, it was just a matter of Jordan's playing very well, I think everyone's seen that since Jordan's been here he's gotten better and better every year and, you but yeah, yes. at the, oh, the same yeah. time I've tried to get, I got to a point in my career where it's people know what I can do, now it's a matter of doing it consistently, and that's where things kind of, like, okay. cornered, so, it came about, I went to go train, um, through Robo and, um, Chris and obviously, Paul Barber was obviously here in yeah. Vancouver, so he had come, as, he has obviously had some kind of part to play in it, but I think, obviously, the manager likes left backs, he likes full backs, he brought Liam Ridgewell here, he's obviously kept a close eye on MLS, so I like to think that... They knew of me before. I know Paul Barber knew of me before, but it's not like I had a sort of a unique relationship with him. I mean, I barely met him when I was. If you think I when he was here, I was only 15, 16 at the time. So I think it's obviously a series of things, but at the same time, it's a good thing because ultimately Vancouver want to sell their place to Europe, and I've been able to kind of get, kind of bridge the gap by getting in there, even if it's in a weird way, but I've been able to still get there in a sense. So it's a series of things, but it's just a matter of me playing regularly, and if I can do that with the twenty threes, which is still a good league to be playing in England, then it's a matter of that. And then if I can even on top of that begin getting minutes in the championship, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at the same time. So I think all in all, it was just a
1: something that worked out kind of in a smart way for the long term. Obviously, here there's not promotion or relegation. I'm used to that from being back home. What's it like being involved in a club that it looks like the Premiership bound and knowing if you stay with them, you've got a chance to be in the Premier League next season oh that was cool I mean I, I like promotion and relegation
8: because obviously it puts fear in people but it also brings up the best in people I think it's hard to judge what it was like at Brighton because Brighton's winning every game yeah. so you, you don't know what, when things are going well no one's saying anything and no one's kicking them a fuss I mean and they've kind of they started off well and they haven't stopped so but you can see other teams where where they're coming to Brandon and they're just looking to work corners, free kicks and all that. And you can see when one goal goes in, they kind of look like they've all been shot and everyone just kind of sinks. So it's cool to see that. I mean, I really like it because based on the fact that it gives you something, you want to win as much as you don't want to lose at the same time where here you want to win and you want to keep winning, which is also good. But at the same time, losing is always in the back of your mind in England, which obviously you don't want to do because everyone's in
1: trouble. But I just think it's I think it's really cool to be honest it just it brings up the worst and the best in people that's great thank you so much for your time Sam good luck with the injury and good luck back of brain as well appreciate Thanks. it Sam be there just talking about his last few years or last few months um, with the championship side, Brighton and Hove Albion. It feels like
3: years right now. He's been gone for a while.
1: Yeah. And we were just like looking at it. He has been here for years as well. I mean, he came here as a 16-year-old. I thought it was 15, but Zach says it's 16. And I mean, we, we've watched him for for years from the under-16s, under-18s. and I remember when he came, we were just so excited. It was kind of like... Like,
2: Alfonso, but, like, there was... He, only a few people were watching him play in the residency <laughs> yeah. games. And, and he's not on a different position and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I remember when he came, we were all so excited. Like, we were like, this guy is going to play for us in the first team.
3: Yeah. And... And he he had a m- couple of moments there when he first came on that it looked like he, b- you know, belonged and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, when he, Jordan he, Harvey was really struggling yeah. at one point. He, he won
1: the... Oh, he won the position. Yeah, he yeah, won, he the, won position.
3: the
2: position. Was yeah. it that Orlando when Ricketts got him? Yeah. That yeah. was the thing that first put him out.
1: And yeah, the, the so. thing is, like, Harvey isn't having a, a great time with it right now. He, he didn't have a great game yesterday. And I'm a big fan of Jordan Harvey, but I, I just... Didn't think he had that good a game yesterday. It would have been a chance for Sam or Brett Levis if he was here. But, of course, Brett's got his injury that's keeping him out. for till, rehabbing till hard. And just
3: going back, I, I remember now I remember when it was because I remember a certain journalist in the city asked Jordan if he was going to be traded. And that was around the time when Sam was really oh, um, yes. ascending to the thing. Yeah. I don't want
1: to, you know. Yeah, we won't mention that. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> question to put to you guys from listening to that is what you feel his state of mind is just now. He definitely cut a little bit of a frustrated figure, which is understandable, but it has to be really worrying for him. It's kind of like a Kakuta situation in that he keeps getting injured. And Sam's got this injury that they just, they can't seem to get to the bottom of of helping it. And when you're a young player... That's a big, big thing to carry on your shoulder.
2: Well, I I think it, it's probably similar to Kakuta as well. It, it Sam, you know, publicly said in that article a number of months ago or however long ago it was he wants to be in Europe. Like, you know, he said in that article, no, no, no disrespect to my club or to the fans there. I want to be in Europe.
3: And you know what? I, yeah. I, I, I they shouldn't. Which is not fans shouldn't feel disrespected about that cause, you know, no, listen. It's the biggest leagues. The the, the you're, when you go over to Europe, it's the biggest league. That's what everybody's going for. If you if you go to another sport, um, say like uh, say like the hockey, hockey, for example, somebody's playing in Russia or Sweden or Finland or whatever, they want to come to over to North America to play because that's the biggest league. It's it's common sense that you want if you want to be the best, you want to go to the bigger leagues, and. And
1: there's more money there. Yeah. He's landed with a good club. He's, he's landed with an ambitious club. He loves promotion and relegation. I love,
2: someone call Ted, or someone get on Ted on Twitter and tell him, Sam Adekube will fully endorse promotion relegation. As soon as he
1: said that, I just thought, get Ted Westerfeld. He'll be tweeting this out. I might, I might do that, actually, when I put this out as a podcast. I'm just going to, like, CC him and go, oh, you'll like this, but he's all, he's very pro, pro-rel.
2: It's a little bit easy to be pro, pro-rel when you're you're at a club or you're on trial or on loan at a club that he's <laughs> about to get promoted. Yeah, I, I think if he was
1: with Sunderland just now, he might not be <laughs> as, as big a fan. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he's, he's enjoying his football there. He's, he played some League Cup games. He made his debut in the championship. And as he said, he's the only under 23 guy that did break through to the first team. And it's a different setup there as well. And U
3: twenty three is a good, it's a good league. It's not yeah. like a USL or so over here. It's it's a solid league. It's a,
1: well, I don't know. The White Cats beat some under twenty three teams. They weren't. That wait, good. are you
2: saying
3: USL is not, not the quality
2: you expect it to be?
3: No, it's uh, there are different. There's levels everywhere. USL are, are, is, so the uh,
2: bottom the bottom line is like I think. S- Sam has his dream, and I'm ha- I'm happy that he's he's begun to fulfill it. And hopefully when he looks back, this will be like a a great step in what he ultimately wants to do. Because, yeah, I think he he has gifts, he has talents, and I hope he gets to use them at at the highest level possible.
1: He's a very talented player. I really hope he he can get to the bottom of this injury. And you don't want to see players leaving the Whitecaps because it's your team and you want the team to do well. But at the same time, as Steve said, you want these players to, to have the best career that they've got. And the, thing, and, the
3: thing, and the thing is is when they become uh, you know, past their prime and maybe are not good enough to play in Europe anymore because you've given them that, that nice send-off, they might come back um, and then play yeah. for the Whitecaps and maybe like a, age 31, 32 where they can bring experience for the younger guys.
1: No, you can't say MLS is not a retirement league. Shh. I didn't say retirement. No. I said past their prime. <laughs> there's, a,
2: there's at least one player I know who wants to come back to end their career in Vancouver. Oh,
1: it better not be Marcus Haber. <laughs> no, it's definitely okay, not Marcus That's Haber. good. Girish <laughs> N- Kofi? Never been a fan of his. I could, that, yeah, could could be. He wasn't good enough when he was here in his prime. Never mind when he's past his prime. No, group. I think he was in oh, Gersh- Gersh Kofi. I think he uh, was in Marcus his Haber. I think he was in his learning period. Now he's hitting his prime right now. Well, I've not been following Scandinavian football. I, I Well, he's playing
2: in a 4-1 4-1 and he's that soul a uh, guy in front of the back four, and he's been enjoying it. Took a knock in training on Saturday, so didn't play in their two-one <laughs> loss today. But uh,
1: no, for all your hammer being used, <laughs> tune into the AFTN Soccer Show. Um, Kian's Froze actually scored two goals this weekend for for Tuna Düsseldorf. Yes, that's
3: good. So, what, what
1: division did they play? In? Second Bundesliga. Yeah, I was oh, going to okay. say Bundesliga. Well, it was spy. for the first team, right? I know it was it was Bundesliga V. No, but. He,
2: <laughs> it was for Fortuna's first team, right? It's like
1: Bundesliga's fight. Yeah, genau. I, I did German at, at school. You I was did it, German? I was it. You did I, German, at school? I, I, yeah, oh, the German teacher, wow. Um, that's a whole other story. I won't even talk about the French teacher.
3: I'm assuming your name was Helga.
1: No, but like, we do call Germans Erics. So I, I kept thinking, like, Zach, as a German, talking to Eric, like a pair of Erics talking to each other earlier in the show. I meant to meant to mention that.
2: It's Eric's not German, but I actually, get what you're saying. No. no.
1: Eric, name. Eric. <laughs> Eric is a... Like, okay, listen. Obviously, let's you haven't the watched Ivedazen <laughs> Pet. Great series. Really recommend it. Folk love our obscure 80s references. Well, one person tweeted on, on Twitter that he, he did. So one, one person tweeted. likes yeah, it. I'm, I'm just right. keeping that going. So, that was Sam and Still got a little bit of this show to go. I had hoped to get to some tweets as well. Um, Oh, oh, we will. Yeah, we will. Now it's our Wavelength section of the show. And we're going back to the 1980s. Actually, no, we're not. We're not. We're going back to 1992. This was a seven-inch single that came out in 1992 from the band I Ludicrous. We featured them on the Wavelength section of the show before. If you're a first-time listener, Wavelength is where we play a football-themed piece of music. This is from the English punk band I Ludicrous. You can find it on their two CD compilation, 20 Years in Show Business. This is I Ludicrous with a, a song I'm sure all fans will relate to We Stand Around.
7: in, voluntary, or ages, or male, or swearing, or cold. We sing and sway, we punch the air, we shout out names we seek away, in pens we huddle in corners too, we shout out loud, we shout abuse, we travel. Every Saturday, we go wherever we play and pay Spending money we can't afford We are the fans, we go everywhere In groups of two, we punch the air We sing and sway and dance and swear We taunt the home fans humorously Policemanize us with ill-disguised contempt Players all get sold, their replacements old and slow. The manager raids the Sunday leagues. We have no youth team anymore. The team defends most of the game. We cheer every breakaway. Free in the box, in goes the cross. We hold our breath.
1: was i ludicrous there with we stand around and i have to say it didn't get a good reaction here in the studio from zach and steve we had to stand around
3: because if we didn't stand we would have fallen asleep in the chair it was
2: like reliving some of the worst matches
3: i've ever seen yeah i literally had to pour coffee in my eyes in order to stay awake during (laughs) that one
1: in hindsight (laughs) half past midnight on a Monday morning. <laughs> Michael breaks out a dirge. Yeah, maybe not. I should have gone for one of my punk ones. When we, go, when
3: we do that morning show, then we'll, we'll definitely put these kind of songs on. Yeah,
1: it, it's really good lyrics. Though. Sorry, what? A morning show? What? When you get that morning show slot. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had a chance to do this at 7am. 6, it was. <laughs> six, to eight to 6 to 8. 6 to 8. And then we also got offered a 7 to 9. I just didn't think that our content would be really suitable morning drive material. I'm not even sure if it's like half past midnight material, but I guess we'll <laughs> we'll find out. Okay, so for the next two hours of the show. Um <laughs> got some more I ludicrous songs lined up here. <laughs> no, let let's let's look ahead to the Tigris game. Tigris, coming on Wednesday. Robo called it Mission Impossible. Wow. Do 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 do. Do, do, They're down two, do, nil. Do, 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 do. two nil. Two
2: 0 Two 0 it, it, it will be if we give up a goal. I think. I, I need think sleep. If we give up a goal, it's really. I'm on pain medication. It's really not gonna. It's really not gonna be a, no. a fun match.
1: Fred Montero said after the the game on Saturday that that the plan is to get an early goal and then just take it from there. The danger with going for that early goal, though, is you are going to leave yourself open. If Tigres take advantage of that, it is game over. What one-away goal at any point in the tie, and it's pretty much going to be game over, unless the White Caps can score four. And as we know, they score four goals at home all the time. Yeah. Hey, free eight- haircuts. Oh. Hey,
3: we
2: scored four goals, whatever, yesterday. We scored four goals against Portland. It's doable. We we scored four yeah. goals against Chivas once.
1: Actually, in... Two of our last four MLS oh. matches at home, we scored four goals. Yeah, it's yeah, no Possible. Yeah, it's possible. Wait,
2: is Diop going to be playing in net for Tigris <laughs> Any chance?
1: That that would be good. But
3: well, I mean- by the sounds of it, and I don't know how accurate this is, it sounds like they're going to be bringing academy players to play up here or something like that. So who knows who, like what kind of unit they're going to have? I don't know how much how t- how seriously they're taking the match.
2: Well, didn't they do this last time? And in Seattle, they did this against Seattle, I think. The they, second leg in Seattle, they didn't bring their full team, and then Jimmy Triore hits like some ridiculous shot from 40 yards off the crossbar and in, and Seattle knocked them out. Yeah. Wasn't well, like two or three years ago. Yeah, you, ha- like you
1: have to wonder as well, like if they were watching the the game on Saturday, especially if they were just watching the the last 25 minutes, whether that may change their plans, and they might think, you know, we might have to bring some of these guys. The turf could be a big advantage. How familiar will they be in playing on that? It's
3: Wednesday. It's supposed to be raining. Open the roof. Yeah, I. I that might I'd have an advantage
1: every single day. Anyway,
3: they don't like to open it when it rains. But but
2: their
1: jerseys rain. Yeah, they're not afraid of the rain. <laughs> they're not afraid. Rain. But
2: the roof mechanism is afraid of the rain.
1: Maybe the white cats will run triangles around Tigris. <laughs> It's going to be That's what they need to do, the Barcelona triangles. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I think what's going to happen is, uh, you know, at first I thought for sure that they're going to play the first half similar to the way they played the, the two halves in Monterey. They're going to try and keep it tight and then look to come at them in the second half. I think having talked to some of the players, I think that it's more likely that they're going to be a little bit more, as you said, looking for a goal while at the same time being committed to keeping a clean sheet.
1: Yeah, I mean they, they have to be tight at the back. What they, do you
3: think guys? 4-1-3-2 with Labba and Montero on top?
2: Did you say Laba yeah. on
1: top? Yeah, la- Laba mean, on top yeah, with Montero. Yeah, you got to ride the, the You got to ride the form. Head, hot foot. The other thing
2: I I, I haven't hot head? Hot head. I don't know if there's oh, any
1: talking about Brekshay could be back for that game. Oh yeah. Oh,
2: he'll be, yeah, I can't see Shea not playing actually based no. on but who do you take?
1: Oh, Alonso yeah. Davies. So so, um, right, let, let's look at this, the team then. So
2: one one thing, I don't know if you've, uh, we didn't talk about this before, I don't know if you've heard anything, but I just in the tunnel after the game, I asked Tony, are you eligible for Wednesday? And he said...
1: Massey Tunnel? Oh, the tunnel, okay, gotcha. Sorry, but the, we're not allowed in the tunnel. No. no. And Tony's on first name terms with him already. It's, yeah. And so Eddie, I just it, said, are you Tony. are you
2: eligible? And he said, we're working on it. So Because oh. the, the rosters are supposed to go in like a week ahead of time. Yeah,
1: well, no. Um, you were able to file for the New York Red Bull second leg 48 hours before that leg.
3: Mm. Oh, then he should
2: be eligible. So they
1: should
3: be eligible. Oh, sweet.
2: So, so Mr.
1: F- Chani should be available. Yep. Otherwise known Tony to Tony the Chain Chani was uh, another tweet that we had suggesting a, a nickname for him. But obviously, who's stayed? Do you keep the same back four that, that we saw against LA? Shannon Williams did well, so I, I can't see them putting in... Nerwinski for that, even though Harvey hasn't been playing that well, I I, I can't see them kind of doing that either. Um, Parker and Waston, I feel you kind of have to go with them in the middle. So I think the back four is going to be set. Yeah, and then if Chani's eligible, you have to go with Chani and, and Laba.
2: Laba. Yeah, then that's where things get a little bit interesting. Because are you going to have? Uh, you assume the Colombian's going to be up top. Uh, Why
1: won't you call him Freddie Montero? Why didn't you? Why call are him? you disrespecting our designated player? <laughs> We've had complaints.
2: Oh, oh, have you? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's not like he. It's not like he played for
1: Deadpool. He he listens who, avidly who, to this. Who, who's is, up at twelve he, forty to listen to this anyway? Who's complaining at this it, <laughs> No, it. is up listening to this. Well, let's just hope he scores a goal,
2: or two, or three.
1: It, it's the midfield that's a tough one. Come I in front. Frontero, that's, that's <laughs> his <laughs> nickname. Frontero oh. is up top. It's like Church Churcherado. We've got Frontero. Um, he's going to be up top. So I mean, who, who are we, who's the three that we're going to have? Most importantly, Bologna. Yeah, la- the oh, oh, go I, again. I don't think he's he gonna played start. midweek
3: for Costa Rica.
1: Well, he came what was on it, as a, as a oh, sub. Tuesday, yeah. But he he played. He started on the Friday. Came yeah. on as a sub. Then yeah. started on the Saturday. I think it's a lot to ask for a guy that Robo had said wasn't even fully fit yet.
3: Maybe you put Mosquito bring your a chance up there.
1: Maybe why why he didn't play at all. Yeah. No,
2: the part of the reason why Nico didn't play was early, I think at the end of the first week off, he he had a bit of an issue with training. Not again. And, yeah, I don't think anything crazy. Okay. And so he, I think he uh, got treatment for a session or two. But he was in full contention for this match, this last match. But I think maybe the thought was, okay, he had a little a little niggle, whatever. Send him out a game. And then
1: I think... See if he's good.
2: Because go. ha- that's the kind of... Let's, you want someone who's going to be able to high-press yeah. and cause issues. And,
1: and You and that, saw what happened
2: when he came on yeah, in the game that, lottery, like.
1: It, like, I, I honestly don't think Shea will start. Yeah. Because I think the form that Teixeira was in... I think the plan might have been for Shea to start. But I, you can't take Teixeira out. But do they start
3: Alfonso Davies considering last time they did that where they played 90 and then they put him in midweek? or uh, 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 yeah, that, it wasn't, that would the be same the only thing. I mean. I think, I think you maybe have Breck Tichera, and Mosquito.
1: Teixeira could play on the right. Yeah. Well, that's a the natural place yeah, where he usually plays. And then Teixeira there, Mosquito in the middle. Yeah, toss up between Shea and Davies, for Yeah, I think Laba for sure um, is one of the guys.
3: And it's either if Chandy's ready to go, you put him in. Otherwise, it's Tybert. Yeah, it's going to be, it, it would be one Tybert. Of the, one of the two.
2: Could could we see if, for whatever reason, it's decided that Shea is not an ideal um, starter for this match, <laughs> could we see Marcel de Young again like we did in Monterey? Let's hope
3: not. Marcel de Young, you might have to put him in if Jordan Harvey's injury, that, that little kind oh, of calf yeah, actually, injury that, that he that had. is oh, yeah. something
1: we didn't talk about. He did come out of the game... I, I think it, was, it
3: seemed like his calf or something like that when he uh, he, he, he collided yeah, he with Elsted. Seemed to get a bit of a at the end there, a, of a kick. Yeah. So if he's not good to go, then they, you're probably going to put Diong so, so yeah, and then I think uh, Boston's one guy for sure, and then uh, beside him, do you, are you going to put Dean in or is it Parker again? No, it has to it has to be Parker because it's a vital game for them. Yeah.
2: I think you'll see. I think Christian will play against RSL, and
1: then Williams probably on the right yeah. side. Williams yeah, on the to, right side for sure. I think you'll have Nowinski and and Dean in. For, for that game in RSL, for for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then possibly and it, De Jong at left-back.
2: And possibly Jacobson as a, another centre-back yeah. in, in a, oh, yeah. a Salt Lake away. But, so, predictions.
1: I'll kick things <laughs> off. No, no one wants to rush in here. Well, I'm thinking right now. I am going to go for a heartbreaking 3-1... I knew you were going to say that. 3-1 Whitecaps victory on the night. Losing to that 97th minute stoppage time (laughs) Tigris goal on a penalty (laughs) no on on Kendall Waston tripping over the ball because Kendall Montero gets in his road and then Zach just goes and loses it come on Uh, Kendall's been great as captain man no I'm
3: not I'm just kidding I'm gonna go with 3-1 I'll go 2-1 Whitecaps so that they don't get through
1: come on Zach oh man
2: I want us to win 2-0. I want us to and, win and, as well. And, and to, go to, go to go to extra time. And then it's a bit of a crapshoot for yeah,
1: me. Yeah. That would be exciting. They're kind of crappy because I have to then file two pieces for MLS and I'm working the next morning. But I, I can live with that. I, I, if it's if I, something I want, I want them to win 4-0. If, if it's something I want. I don't want to, I don't want to win 2-0 and then go to extra time. Just win it in regular time. T- Takers to score first. And then the White Whitecaps to score, storm four, back with four, four goals.
2: 4-1 yeah. has been a nice score for us in the past. Yeah, the yeah. place
1: would go crazy. And I'll tell you how optimistic I actually maybe secretly am. I am meant to be going for a week down the Oregon coast after the Timbers game on the 22nd of April, but I have not booked it yet because that clashes with the Champions League final and I'm thinking I, I could be at that watching the white caps just to, to stress <laughs> N- not not watching pachuca take on tigres it's, it's, nice.
2: it's a massive occasion it's a massive uh, uh massive match and wow if we if we could pull that off champ, uh, champions league final second leg at home it would be something else it would it would make that puerto rico islander thing <laughs> look like nothing eh? and
1: you you've heard it here first listeners if the White Cats pull it off, Zach is going to get Freddie Montero goal machine to tune on his ass. We'll, we'll have a full videography of it. Facebook live it. Oh, periscope it. Periscope. No is, periscopes anymore. No, 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 periscopes near his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Had that biggest pain I've ever been in.
3: Okay, now the thing is, and the other thing is, if they do get advanced, they've all of a sudden become from top 24 to top 12 in the world. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> and so you, easy there, Mike Martinago. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so you gotta think that, that that's that's a big big claim to favor. Uh, them. realistically they are just a couple of wins away from playing Barcelona. Oh sh- or Bayern Munich, which would just like sh-
2: people should not be talking like that. I don't know. Why? I,
1: it's so... Football's about optimism. No. Yeah. Anyone that listens to this show knows that. No, but like just and the whole like we that might get discussed. to
2: play Barcelona, just focus on the semi final.
1: I'm optimistic.
3: It's good to be that way sometimes.
1: And talking of big games coming up in Vancouver, well, Langley, there's a big game coming up on Saturday. Langley Massive. USL Sorry. home opener. Whitecaps 2. First of six games in Langley. It's the, the season opener. Hopefully everyone gets out to that. Been a tough start so far we for the They got guys. the first point. Yep. 1-1 one, one draw with Reno Brand
2: yesterday. new team. Shout out, shout out to my, my man David Norman, the sixth. He's made his
3: debut. Yep.
1: Yeah. He's better than Bradford Jameson the fourth. Then, <laughs> For and, they, real.
3: and they signed uh, recently. They just signed another residency player, Glory,
1: Glory Amanda. Amanda. I'm yeah. going to go and speak to Glory this week at training. So we've, we've spoken to Glory before. Check that out on AFTN. Anyway, are I we think, talking about any of the tweets or not? Yeah, let's let's get through some of the tweets here, and then we'll wrap the show up. Whitecap scarf wanted to know what your feelings are, Zach, on general admission in the supporters section.
2: How, sorry, how much time do we have? <laughs> no.
1: um, Thirty. Okay. Si- there's, there's, there's not another sec- live show <laughs> until eight AM. I think we're good the, to
2: go. Se- the short version of of this is that um, many supporters uh, for a long, you know, a number of years have been involved in various forms of discussions, uh, and I think right now there's uh, some people from uh, from our our movement, Curve Collective. There's some people from uh, the Vancouver Southsiders that are working hard at. Trying to um, present a uh, uh, some options for what that might look like going forward, and so uh, I think they'll know we'll know more about what that what the possibilities are in the next month or two as it pertains to, to, to 2018. I think I think it's a one. Uh, I, there's obviously a lot I could say about this. I think this is one of the mistakes that our front office made going into MLS. Uh, not the obviously not the only mistake they made when it came to ticketing, but um, Steve wants to hear lots about that. But we won't talk about all that yeah. right now.
1: Well, but it, we've, it, got, it, we've got a tweet from Morbital who says that general admission will never happen because of the front office,
2: right? It, and that's definitely a possibility. And so, and so that, and so there, there are people who are working at some of the issues that the front office cares about, yeah. which the number one issue to them is money.
1: And I'll be honest, back in 2011, I was totally against general admission. Because I had a front row seat. Yeah, I don't have tickets anymore, so I don't care.
2: Exactly, and there's a longer story. I could, longer story I could share where I too, at that time, didn't really care what was happening because I knew I was going to get whatever seat I really wanted at, the, at that time because of how the system was set up. But um, I look back on that and I say, "Wow, I wish I hadn't been selfish. I wish I would have said no." Some other things, you know, should have been done. And I've you know for me myself I've worked hard to make it a part of what we do in curva Collective because we run our section as general admission and it yeah. works totally fine and we run away sections with multiple groups as general admission no problem but mostly no problems you know
1: okay.
3: I ludicrous should come up with a song about general admission I think so. I think I would be I've able got one to that's it. the next week's
1: show. <laughs> um, couple more tweets. Morbito again says, Are pro referees taking the piss? It was a clear penalty. Yeah. Um, and the pigeon casuals say that we think that pigeons might be the way to go for 21st century post-game communication with the refs. There you go. Maybe a bit quicker than writing stuff down.
2: We sort of answers already, but Whitecap Scarf also asked about Sam staying in England. He, obviously, he's going to go back. He's, he's here just for this. He's going to go back as soon as he can. Yeah. And his loan goes till June. And I, I think even hopefully if hopefully beyond that for him. I
3: think if even if Brighton Hovey and maybe don't want him that I think he's probably put in a good show enough that
1: other Champions League teams might be interested. Championship. Championship. If Champions League teams are interested, we are gonna make a fortune. Yeah. Um Morbito again says blame ticket pricing on Paul Barber. Barber didn't care about supporters because he thought this was Europe. So fans, who cares? More waiting in the wings. Oh, yeah, Morbleton did work at the front office at that right. time.
2: Right, but pa- it wasn't Paul Barber alone on that. I think that actually came from higher up. From ownership.
1: But he, he did come here, Marble to makes this point as well, he came here with like a UK mentality for things that don't work like that over right. here. So it pa- took me uh, a while to realise But Paul
2: Barber, I, and I know, I know Morb's had issues with him. Paul Barber, I will say this, Paul Barber was no friend of football supporters. But I think our football club would be in a far better place if Paul Barber was still uh, was still involved in, in, in being one of the stewards of it. I think he did a lot of good things when he was here, and I think he wanted to do more things, and some of those things didn't happen or couldn't happen. And like a lot of like a lot of people, who when they don't necessarily fit in with certain people in our front office, they don't stay here long. And we, we could we could have a whole show about that. Maybe we will one day.
1: That's not for tonight. If you're still with us, thank you so much. This has been the longest show we've done so far. We're working uh, quite quite early tomorrow morning, so we're going to wrap this up. But I think Zach's got one more tweet he wants to
2: to read. Oh, I've got a couple more tweets. Someone asked about: Do we see Kane and Chung getting a first-team contract? Which is probably kind of difficult with Williams and Nowitzki, right? I think let him.
3: Let he's, him. He's not ready yet. Let he, him cook a little bit in uh, WC two for now.
2: Could Paulo Turnagi be traded? No, he's no. He, he'll be
3: released if anything. No, if he, no he, he, I, he doesn't need to be released. He's no. No, he's no I'm not just, the last saying, year of his deal. What I'm saying is, if he doesn't, if he, if he doesn't. Stay with the white caps. There's no market out there for backup goalkeepers. People yeah. could just pick yeah. up
1: whoever they want. There's a lot of good guys coming through. So. It, July
2: 1st, he can do what he wants too. Yeah, yeah. His deal's done. Uh, do, do we talk about striker. No one knows who the new striker is?
1: No. Robbie Keane. He's a human. Yeah. Anyway, that is going to be it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTNCanada.
2: I'm Zachary Anmizer. You can find me at Zachary AM on Twitter, and I'm part of the movement Curva Collective.
1: And my name is Steve Pander. You can find me on Twitter at Whitecaps You can read all our stuff Isn't... away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. And I'm also the Whitecaps Beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com and the Western Conference reporter for USLsoccer.com. Thank you so much for being with us for this long. we we'll maybe make it a little bit tighter when we do the podcast. Who knows? But I hope you've enjoyed it. Feedback's always welcome. You can drop us a line at aftncanada.hotmail.com. But until next time, thanks for listening. Take care. Uh, beat those Tigris guys. And on the
4: caps. caps. Going to your first match is an experience you'll never forget.